that was that was very loud. That was beautiful though. I feel like I feel like there's some harmony there. Yeah. It's like <laughs> it's like the when we do to be fair. To, to be, be fair. fair. Wow, we're nailing it. We're killing it today. <laughs> anyway, Brad, go ahead, intro it. All right. Uh. Welcome once again to the Best Friends Discuss podcast with uh, Brad and Mike and Gage. All three together, once again. Like peanut butter and jelly and bread. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no uh, one ever thinks of bread. Yeah. Or were the like the three musketeers, I'm D'Artagnan, of course. That's like my third time making that joke. I'm yeah, just... I was about to say, you've made it a couple times. Yeah, I know. And so far, nobody's laughed. <laughs> not even anyone at home nobody none of my family listens to this and for the family members who do listen to this they're gonna be pissed that i said that all right so brad you wanted to record a very specific podcast or you have something specifically in mind for this episode so so that's why i let you introduce it you've been talking our ears off non-stop Really? Because the only person talking today has been you. <laughs> Can confirm. Like I said, non-stop. Yeah. Stop looking at me and licking your lips. I'm licking my mustache. <laughs> There's a difference. Okay. Yeah, get your facts right. Well, Facts don't care about your feelings, Mike. Nobody cares about my feelings. <laughs> You're right. That's why I have two best friends who hate you guys, love you guys. Thanks for coming. Hey, no problem. So, right. So, get on it. Uh, Go ahead. I found Anytime a. Now. <laughs> I will punch you in the face. I'll stop. <laughs> I won't stop him. As pals should. Anyway. Not. Yeah. We went okay. the same way. Go ahead. So, I found a, like a, a little story. Um, it's basically a reason on why humans and aliens have not mixed like they we haven't found each other yet right there's multiple different reasons people have come up with like um so fermi's paradox is a paradox where they say you ha we haven't met aliens because once you get to the point where you could do space travel you fight within yourselves to the point of self-destruction so no alien species has come across another one because they've always destroyed themselves before they got the chance. So basically, once the technology gets advanced enough, then, you know, the classic nuclear fallout, everyone fucking yeah. destroys everybody, yeah. and then we're done. Technology gets set way back down into the Stone Age, and as we all know, history is set to repeat itself. That's crazy. Yeah. And life starts over. Isn't that kind of neat? Hmm. Yeah. So you, so, but here's the thing. So say there was alien life on moon, on the moon, right? We've already gone, gotten to the moon. So there's You're no right, alien right. life on the moon. <laughs> well, well, say there was, then that defeats the purpose. We would have ran into but them. But we would have ran into them. Right. And we haven't. Right. Or that's the reason we haven't been back to the moon. But, but. So what you're saying is when we get to the point of technology where space travel is a thing, right? Mm -hmm. That we will never see an, another species, another alien life because the distance we go? No, because we'll just, 
we destroy ourselves before we ever get the chance. Because the that's technology... Fermi's, that's Fermi's paradox. So even though we want to find aliens, we never can find aliens because we'll fight within ourselves too much beforehand. So basically, like right now, we're starting to get the technology. Let's say in 100 years, we get the technology to leave our solar system. But within 75 years, we're just going to nuclear blast ourselves into extinction. Okay. Or, you know, once it gets to that point of we have the technology, but then we've exhausted all of our planet's resources, mm-hmm. and we self-implode our planet, yeah. and we all die anyways, the poles swap in... Uh, Fuck, what's it called? I, I, So Fermi's paradox is basically saying that that's why no aliens have met yet. Because every culture has done that. Whether We've they're on our galaxy or other it. galaxies. I, they've done the same thing. I just... I, Because we have space travel. We don't just don't go as far. It's like going across the street. Yes, yeah, we can't escape our solar system. That's right, what I'm saying. Right, but like if... If there was life form on the moon, we've already gotten to the moon. So th- that's why I'm arguing is is the fact that if there was life on the moon, we at least got to the moon. We could have founded life. We are, but it, it's under the impression that in you're our only, solar you're system. only gonna find aliens on planets that are able to sustain life, like our own. So yeah. in every either us. As humans and every other quote-unquote aliens that live on an Earth-like planet do the same exact thing that we do. Yeah, but... Okay, okay. All right. <laughs> I feel like he's not getting it. Well, I don't, I don't no, think he is either. I'm just saying, like... Like, you go across the street, you expect to see a person... On planet Earth. On planet Earth, right. It was just... I was just thinking in my head of... of we have... Space travel, we just don't get as far as we want to. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're thinking, like, John Carter-esque aliens living on a planet that has completely different environment yeah, that, than that, Earth does. Like, like aliens don't need to breathe oxygen, but mm-hmm. we do. So yeah. it's alien to us, but it's not. It's normal for them. That's what I'm saying. Of Like, if we went to Mars or, or the next planet... If we went to the next planet instead of the moon and Mars, mm-hmm. and we founded life, boom, we founded life, but we didn't get out of our system. We we just, again, just went across the street pretty much. Yeah. Well, we know for a fact that well, there's no living life forms yeah. on any of the planets in our yeah. solar system. Yeah. And even the interesting part about that, though, is if you think about it, and what about... You know, with our Hubble telescope and all of that stuff. Like, you think we would have possibly seen another spaceship in another galaxy traveling in between planets? Aren't those shooting stars? No. Uh, is that what you were told growing up? <laughs> Listen, I was told a lot growing up. <laughs> Freaking coffee stunts your growth. Uh, it's okay to eat eggs. It's not okay to eat eggs. It's only okay to eat the yellow part of the eggs. Only okay to eat the white part of the egg. It's oh, eggs are okay. Just don't eat the bacon. Yeah. Or, or hey, don't eat that whole chick, uh, that whole chicken, you know, because hey, it came your from dad me. will come back. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to see who would make it. That's fair, Brad. 
says the one who knows his dad. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but but here's the interesting thing though is that that we hold on wait for Gage to finish drinking. I don't want to use to, my water. Yeah. Uh, is w- what most people don't know is that we've actually made contact with aliens. They just come across the border. <laughs> hey oh <Hey-o. laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I was not expecting that one from you. Yeah, I was I was waiting. Fully for fully <laughs> come in from you, Brad. It brings tear to my eye. It grew up so quick. I mean it's like <laughs> What's the... up with you guys in your role reversal today? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. It is weird. By the way, uh <laughs> uh from the episode uh, with Mandy, we uh, I mentioned something about Downs, and I was like, oh, sorry, uh, Gage possessed me and made me say that. <laughs> oh, no. Great. But I, so I, so I get what everybody's saying of, of, of the series. I'm just saying, like, we haven't gone far enough. Yeah, but yeah, the, the whole theory... Fermi's paradox is saying we'll that, never get far enough. Right. Then we'll destroy ourselves before we ever get the chance to go far enough. Right. And and uh, neither uh, the aliens would get yeah. far enough. It, but, yeah, it's just a theory on why nobody has come across No, it them. is an interesting thing. Um, let me ask this then. Do you think there's alien life? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. There's no way in the immer- the ginormous, even just our singular galaxy, that we're the only life forms. Right. Only intelligent and advanced life forms, even. No, there there's, has to be a multitude. There's no way that there's only one singular planet that just so happens to form life. Right. Um, so, what about, because... I I think it was the moon, maybe Mars, but Mars, water, and found many organisms. Yeah, 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 that was Mars. Would you yeah. count that as alien life? Because well, the eventually, organisms, the organisms weren't alive. Yeah, anymore. they were fossilized. I think you know, at a time in the past, there was a form of life forms, and you know, maybe even if we did more research and more excavation and stuff on Mars, that we might find you know fossils of you know, more, maybe not necessarily humanoid, but advanced um, life. But that just shows at one point in time, Mars was um, capable of inhabiting life. Right. That's why it's the next kind of best option in the discussion of the science field for, you know, if we were to fuck everything up here on Earth. (laughs) (laughs) Which is coming. Oh, it's already here. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, you always hear people talk about how um, it's good because we'll, uh, working where we work in, in retail, it's, you know, the, the good old, oh, would you like a bag? And I always hear it from, like, the older customers um, and stuff. They're like, no, nah, we'll save a bag. Got to leave something for my grandchildren to live on this planet. And little comments like that where they've kind of become more self-aware. Um, about that stuff. But yeah, so I think at one point Mars, you know, was a viable living Yeah, but I think, you know, society. by the expanding sun, it was cut short yeah. in its possibilities of what it could have been. Mm-hmm. You know, if that didn't happen, there could easily be 
just across the street, another life form. Right. Um, do you think... I can't remember. Of what we sent to Mars, did we bring anything back? I think we've like just samples some... Or just dirt, samples. Like dirt and rocks. So do you think they can like take the fossils of the organisms and do like a Jurassic Park kind of thing? Like, do you... Imagine I knew that's those... where you. Were, I knew that's where you were gonna go with that. As soon as you said the fossils, yes, yes, some Jurassic virus. That's what we need. Yeah, some alien <laughs> virus to just wipe us out. Dude, we can mutate, <sighs> grow some weens. Um, third well, arm. you gotta think. I mean, that just fundamentally comes down to. And man, um, I mean, that's just a huge kind of gray area. I mean, I don't know how familiar you are with, like CRISPR and stuff like that with actual like genetic yeah, editing. No. We we talked about uh, that on another podcast of, um, like they're taking like mice. Yeah, they have already grown with mice. They have already grown genetically perfect mice from a singular skin cell of a mouse. Mm-hmm. They've grown an actual whole thing. Yeah, yeah. But you heard about like when making the mice, they were able to select uh, their DNA yeah, the, yeah, and their the genes, genomes, eye color fur color but with with having by doing that it's like if if they change their fur from like white to orange or something like that they can't smell like so it's like connected weirdly mm-hmm. entwined with each other so there i just find that interesting that the fact that if like gauge you change your eye color you won't be able to smell or you won't be able to well that i think that, i think that's just more um of the general them not fully understanding what the true um, genes do right. to a full effect. You yeah, know what I mean? The entire genetic code. Yeah, exactly. It's just um, weird that stuff like that is connected, though. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, if you think about even where that's come from, uh, what was it, back in the day, mapping. The humanoid genome was like one of the most expensive projects ever done. And it's like a hundred something page book of just uh, what is it A G T and D or C I can't remember. Are you talking about the LGBTQ? <laughs> <laughs> no, because you got the the letters all wrong. <laughs> uh, no, but they literally have a book. It's like the Book of Life or something like that, and it is the whole human genome the book of Mormon. in in three letter pairs of what is it A T. G and C, I think, are the four. Uh, it's pronounced GMC. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, but like they they dumped so much money into that, and then just from then when that happened in the late 1900s to now, where we're actually able to you know select certain genes and replace them with like a lesser risk gene of cancer mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and that's just over the past maybe 20 years. Yeah. It's crazy. So the whole being able to pick and choose and mutate yourself. Yeah, dude, that's right around the corner. But that, that also crosses that line of, you know, therapy versus enhancement mm-hmm. and right and wrong. With with that is also like stem cells I always find interesting or just the cloning process that how people are able to, uh, with cloning, they were able to make a lamb or, or a sheep. Or whatever, mm-hmm. I always find that super interesting. And with stem cells, like how they have, they have like people that grow like 
an extra ear on their face and so they could take it off and use it mm -hmm. or the whole thing with the pigs mm -hmm. how they, they were messing with the genetics of pigs to actually grow human organs mm -hmm. or or human compatible organs yeah that you could have this farm of pigs you know it's like if someone needed a liver you slaughter a pig take the meat use it eat it take the liver and repair their liver with some fava beans <laughs> and Jesus. nice Chianti. um but uh <laughs> so if, yeah yes brad if that happened and then you ate bacon are you being a cannibal no <laughs> yeah i would say I no know. i would say no <laughs> gage's eyes just went wide well because uh, you're you're restructuring yeah. genetics which means that fuck <laughs> i would say no which that would be interesting because in a lot of cultures they think like there there's like the belief that cannibalism you know like increases speed and strength and yeah it just messes it, with the mind and, and it makes all you of, go crazy but yeah. it gives you superhuman strength yeah or, exactly. or, it, or it turns you into a wendigo but what if you were a cannibal but half of it was pig what if it actually does grant you wishes super strength and super speed but you don't go crazy because you're not eating a straight human being <gasps> i like this you, idea. you get mad pig disease <laughs> mad pig disease <laughs> Wow, we have derailed. No, we haven't. I, uh, we derailed about uh, uh, 18 minutes ago, yeah. and we're 19 minutes in. Yeah. Do you have more? Yeah. So I actually have a story of a reason this guy gives. Okay. Kind of a thing. And I found this to be super interesting. Now, I have always loved the story of where, like, we haven't met aliens because they don't want us to meet them because we're in a galactic zoo. And that's why, like, we're just being basically watched. And that's why, like, there's the random, like, sightings of UFOs, but we've never actually met them. And we haven't, like, gone out past because they're not going to allow us to. Because we're in a zoo. Yeah, we're basically in a galactic zoo, which I think is a fun theory. Is it zooception that we on Earth have zoos? <sighs> All right, Cage, I'm going to talk to you from now on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's hear the story. Real quick, do you, do you think out there somewhere... Uh, over the rainbow okay you, well you beat me to it so or i guess at the I'll, end of the rainbow all right you both beat me to it so now i'll just go to a serious thing uh but do you think uh out there in another galaxy there's a planet like ours yeah absolutely that's flat <laughs> no like ours not gonna happen sorry no? it doesn't work it's with gravity shaped. god yeah it's donut <laughs> shaped sorry i don't think that'd be possible no, either it's not um that would be interesting though We've 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 now just lost all of our flat earther fa fans now. Uh, <laughs> darn! All two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Off the edge of a cliff. Yeah. I hope. That was it. That was just the serious question I want. Uh, because obviously our Earth is flat. All right. Well, we've gained back those two viewers. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I got a really nice t tweet. Uh, from from our secretary Karen saying like we're losing a lot of followers and listeners to us saying that the earth is round so I'm trying to get those viewers back even if I have to lie and say the earth is flat well we lost them again um, <laughs> but you know what I guess I guess you 
it could be right. We could be losing a lot of followers considering probably... we lost two of our five. But <laughs> I, I, I believe in us. Well, we're probably losing a lot of, uh, of followers like the Flat Earthers because uh, they're just dying because they're also anti-vaxxers. So, you know. Ah, damn it. That's the, that's the next place I was going to take that joke. <laughs> All right. Uh, now we have actually okay. derailed. Yes. Go ahead, Brad. Uh, so he even gives gives rules on how to engage Hey-o. with humans. But I'll read those afterwards because it makes a little bit more sense after you've actually uh, okay. kind of heard the story here. So um, it's basically a perspective of somebody speaking here. So we knew about the planet called Earth for centuries before we made contact with its indigenous species. Of course, we spent decades studying them from afar. The first researchers had to fight for years to even get a grant, of course. They kept getting laughed out of the halls. A T-class death world that had not only produced sapient life, but a stage two civilization. It was a joke, obviously. It had to be a joke. And then it wasn't. And we all stopped laughing. Instead, we got very, very nervous. Hmm. We watched as the human civilization not only survived, but grew and thrived and embedded things that we never even conceived of terrible things, weapons of war, implements of destruction as brutal and powerful as the ones would imagine a death world children to be. In the space of less than 2,000 years, they had already produced implements of mass death that would have horrified most of the callous dictators in the long, dark history of the galaxy. Mm. Already the children of Earth were the most terrifying creatures in the galaxy. They became the stuff of horror stories, nightly warnings told to children, huge, hulking, brutish things that hacked and slashed and stabbed and shot and burned and survived, that built monstrous metal things that rumbled across the landscape and blasted buildings to ruin. Like the sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex. Jesus. (laughs) Shout out to Gage, who's sitting next to me. All that preserved us was their lack of space flight. In their obsession with murdering one another, the humans had locked themselves into a rigid framework of physics and thankfully omitted the equations necessary to achieve interstellar travel. They became our boogeyman, locked away in their prison planet, surrounded by a cordon of non-interference, preventing from ravaging the galaxy only by their own insatiable need to kill one another. Gruesome and terrible, yes, but at least we were safe. Or so we thought. The Baba Yaga. The cities were called Hiroshima and Nagasaki. In the moment of their destruction, the humans unlocked a destructive force greater than any of us could have ever believed possible. It was at that moment that those of us who studied their technology knew their escape to be inevitable and that no force in the universe could have hoped to stand against them. The first human spacecraft were exactly what you would have expected them to be. There were no elegant solar wings, no sleek silvered hulls plying the ocean of stars. Uh, They did not soar into solar currents. They did not even register their existence. Humanity flew in the only way it could, on an all-consuming pillar of fire pounding space itself into submission with explosion <laughs> after explosion. Their <laughs> ships were crude, ugly, bulky, bulky things, huge slabs of metal welded together, built to withstand the inconceivable forces necessary to propel themselves into space through violence alone. So, so this <laughs> is awesome. This is awesome, isn't it? So, so Earth, Earth just made a giant phallic dildo and... <laughs> Fucked space. <laughs> Fucked space. Yeah, pretty much. Wow. <laughs> With force and violence. Yeah. It raped space. Yeah, we raped it. 
Oh, oh, stop. <laughs> stop, please. It was almost comical. The huge, dumb brute simply strapped an explosive to their backs and let it throw them off their planet. <laughs> we would have laughed if it hadn't terrified us. Humanity at long last was awake. Uh, it was a slow process. It took them nearly a hundred years to reach their nearest planetary neighbor, a hundred more to conquer the rest of their solar system. The process of refining their explosive propulsion systems now powered the same force that, that had melted their cities into glass less than a thousand years before. It was slow and haphazard, but it worked. Year by year, they inched forward, conquering and subduing world after world that they had deemed unfit for habitation. They burrowed into moons, built orbital colonies around gas planets, even crafted habitats that drifted in the hearts of blazing nebulas. They never stopped, never slowed. The no-contact cordon was generous and was extended by the day. As human colonies pushed farther and farther outward, we retreated, gave them the space they wanted in a desperate attempt at stalling for time, perhaps, or some sort of appeasement, or sheer abject terror. Debates were held daily, arguing about whether or not first contact should be initiated and how, and by whom, and with what fail-safes. No agreement was ever reached. We were comically unprepared for the humans to initiate contact themselves. It was almost an accident. The humans had achieved another breakthrough in propulsion, physics, and through an unexpected leap of several hundred light years, coming into orbit around an uninhabited world. You know that, what that kind of reminds me of? Of the fact of, like, we, we uh, get, like, time capsules, and we send it up to make contact with aliens. And it's, like, video or voice messages of, of what we would say, and it's like, what's that? You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> or what's the, what's the one movie with... Uh, Pixels? Pixels, yeah. And then all the aliens adapt and come back. Yeah. And... As, like, Pac-Man? Yeah. Pac-Man-Man. The glare. Pac... No. Matman. What ensued was a diplomatic equivalent of everyone staring awkwardly at one another for a few moments and then turning around and walking slowly out of the room. The human ship leapt away after some 30 minutes without initiating any sort of formal communications, but we knew that we had been discovered and the message of our existence was being carried back to Terra. The situation in the Senate could only be described as absolute incoherent panic. They had discovered us before our preparations were complete. What would they want? What demands would they make? What hope did we have against them if they chose to wage war against us and claim the galaxy for themselves? The most meager of human ships was beyond our capacity to engage militarily. Even unarmed transport vessels were so thickly armored as to be functionally indestructible by our weapons. Jesus. (laughs) Keep going and we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah. Uh, We waited every day, certain that we were on the brink of war. We hunkered in our homes and and stared. Across the darkness of space, humanity stared back. There were other instances of contact. Human ships armed, now entering colonized space for a few scant moments, and then leaving upon finding our meager defense batteries pointed in their direction. They never initiated communications. We were frightened to. A few weeks later, the humans discovered Alfari-296. It was a border world, a new colony on an ocean planet that was proving to be less hospitable than initially thought. (gasps) Its military garrison was pitifully small to begin with. We had been trying desperately to shore it up, afraid that the humans might sense weakness and attack. 
but things were made complicated by the disease. The medical staff of the colonies were unable to devise a cure or even a treatment, and what pitiful small population remained on the planet were sl slowly vomiting themselves to death. When the human fleet arrived in orbit, the rest of the galaxy wrote Alfari 296 off as lost. <laughs> Fuck. This kind of sounds like Valerian uh, City of a Thousand, or yeah, City of a Thousand Planets or whatever. Never seen it. Yeah, I have also not seen it. It's, it's a. Nah, All yeah, right. Maybe. Uncultured All right. swan. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was there on the surface when the great gray shape. Ships came screaming down from the sky, crude, inelegant things, all jagged metal and sharp edges, barely holding together. I sat there on the balcony of the clinic full of patients that I did not have the resources or the expertise to help and looked up with a blank, dumb, numb stare of one who is certain that they are about to die. I remember the symbols emblazoned on the ship on the sides of each ship, glaring in the sun as the ships landed inelegantly off the spaceport landing pads that were never designed for anything so large. It was it had the same symbol that was painted on the helmets of every human that strode out of the ships, carrying huge black cases, their faces obscured by dark visors. It was the first flag that humans ever carried into our worlds. It was a crude image of a human fi uh, figure rendered in simple straight lines with a dot for the head. It was painted in white over a red cross. The first humans to approach me was a female though I did not learn this until much later. It was impossible to ascertain gender through the bulky suit and the mask, but she strode up the stairs into the balcony, carrying the black case that was nearly the size of my entire body, and paused as I stared blankly up at her. I was vaguely aware that I was witnessing history and quite certain that I would not live to tell it. So they're tiny. Yeah. They're tiny people. They're tiny. They're tiny. Uh, so that's why they're like little pea shooters. Like even their most advanced weapon is a pea shooter. <laughs> uh, also, did they just assume the astronauts' gender? No, they said they couldn't ascertain it. He's trying to be a dumb, smartass. I love you. Go on, Brad. Yeah, don't touch me. <laughs> then, to my amazement, she said in halting, uncertain words, "Are you the head doctor?" I nodded. The visor cleared, the human bared its teeth at me. I learned later that that was a grin, an expression of friendship and happiness among their species. <laughs> we are the doctors without borders, she said, speaking slowly and carefully. We're here to help. Oh, shit. I didn't see that coming. No, neither did I when I first read this. But just like the thought of, but the Red they're Cross, scared of shit to us. But the Red Cross, that makes, that makes sense. Yeah. Huh. That took a turn. Yeah, didn't it? Is that is it done? That's it. Okay. So I like to imagine like aliens looking at us like we're animals with the whole like strapping a rocket to the back <laughs> of us, but also to be super afraid of us when like right now we our sh our rocket ships don't have any weapons whatsoever. Yeah. Other than I guess it because it's a giant phallus now, uh it's just it's a weapon in itself. Right. And it spits fire. It spits fire. I could eat this threatening. Yeah. But but I love how threatening everybody is like like they're like Oh shit, fucking the world is is coming after us. Earth my, is coming after us. My like, biggest thing is uh the the council meetings and and everything they held day after day. You don't you, you think someone would have been like did they not have, I don't know, like an Adolf Hitler of their race or 
<laughs> someone of mass destruction or some horrible human or some horrible being they well, couldn't try to they come back like we do which that's some i guess that's something to think about they don't think the way we do but i would have been coming up with ways to steal combat. our technology yeah, combat <laughs> them coming after us or cloaking or yeah. something versus like a how do we talk to them how do we engage them if they do get here? Ew. We don't know. Let's run away. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's run away. Let's just continuously keep giving them their space. Yeah. Uh, I also like to picture that, like, going to the Alfonso place, 356 or whatever, and it's like a, it's like they're afraid of our force. It's like a third world planet. That we're visiting, yeah, to, yeah, basically. But, but to give aid to it, uh, to help out, that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's a good story. And I love how you didn't know they were all tiny until almost the very end. Yeah, just like a suitcase, like a briefcase. Yeah, they're smaller than that. Like a pelican case is what I assume or assume that they're carrying, um, which is probably like double the width of a suitcase, mm-hmm. about the same size. Yeah. Um, wow. I love the bearing teeth part, too. That was funny. Later notes, just a grin. (laughs) A sign of friendship. She was smiling at me. Um, That's insane. Wow. Wow. Just fuck space. Oh, man. It it also kind of had, like, a Star Trek feel to it. Like, I've never really watched Star Trek, but I know the premise of it. And I've always said this, that, so the premise of Star Trek is that all, on Earth, everybody kind of came together for world peace because the planet was going down, right? Like, if they didn't explore space, they were screwed, like we are, right? Something like that? It depends on which starting point you're talking about. Okay. So, basically, the premise is world peace on Earth, everybody came together... Uh, united to create uh, a a colony allegiance. allegiance to go out to space mm-hmm. all as one well a colony as humans yeah and then from there you get allegiances with different races and, and planets that they inhabited in which then through the allegiance you get the diversity of um, beings diversity of uh, species yeah there we go um, and then that's where you kind of roll into the, you know, all the different aliens that are all a part of the fleet, um, then continuing on that same track. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the, universal peace. Yeah. Because basically Star Trek is looking out towards space as a solution instead of focusing on the earth or going to the ocean. Yeah. So, so I, I like that concept of basically world peace to further uh, our race and push it further out yeah. into space. I like that. But I just, just love as a whole how we are made out to be these just super brute, animalistic savages. And then the first encounter is, we're here to help. Yeah. Man, I think the thing that I love the most is just the fact like, the pure difference of where it's almost like they're kind of like to put it in perspective, like they're like a tribe, right? Where they use 
you know, sails and stuff to like travel like oceans and that, they seem to do the same thing for space. Like oh, they're yeah, not yeah, fighting yeah. the physics. And for us, we don't know any other way. Like the yeah. only thing we've ever found as power is literally just explosions. explosions. Yeah. So we're, that's all we use. But and also, to them, they're just like, that's terrifying. That is crazy. What are they doing? But also at the same time, they're significantly smaller. Yeah. You know, so, a, so, a, a what, a four or five man space crew fits the whole spaceship is just <laughs> the size, of the landing pod, you know, of like the re-entry of a spaceship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you could, you could utilize solar winds and stuff like that. For a smaller shuttle. Um, but yeah, they seem like a much more peaceful approach. Um, or maybe they came from, excuse me, a planet where, you know, there wasn't as huge of a um, pool of gravity. Yeah. Or something where it took significantly less to get out yeah, of the atmosphere. to yeah. get up there. Um, did you guys want to hear the rules? Absolutely. Of how to deal with humans? Yeah, okay. Uh, don't eat human food. The human food passes your lips, beak, membrane, other way of ingesting nutrition. You will never be satisfied with your ration bars again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> You've made it too good. So these are alien rules to... Like, for humans. For yeah, us. For them dealing with us. Oh, okay. Because when they start eating our food, they'll be like, they'll be like us and be like, God, I can go for it. Like, this is amazing. Yeah. What have we been eating? Supersize me, bitch. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Blow uh, those little people's minds with a freaking super large fry. <sighs> Next one. Don't tell them your name. Humans can find you again once they know your name, and this can be either life-saving or absolute worst thing that could happen to you, depending on whether or not they favor you. Better be on the safe side. <laughs> <laughs> I like... I like the, the, like, they're overthinking the rules where it's like, like, when you meet a new person, you obviously get their name. Mm -hmm. And so, like, when you see that person again, you're like, hey, how's it going, Bob? And you're just like, oh, my God, he knows my name. Like, run, scatter. Well, yeah. Also, break be a, a 40. Be a, be a tiny person. Right. And we could step on them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, holy shit, that's, that's Jerry. Let's save him or... Fuck you, Jerry. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I like the overthinking of everything. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, like, don't eat their food. You may like it. Uh, so next one. Winning a human's favor will ensure that a great deal of luck is on your side. But if you anger them, they are, the whole, they are wholly capable of wiping out everything you ever cared about. Do not anger them. <laughs> <laughs> so the best part about this is we're basically gods and goddesses. But... As a whole population, yeah. it's there's not just onesies and twosies. We're all that. I I also like the fact that uh, it seems like like us humans don't know that. Yeah, and so we're just being us, and we're just like you know offering our food. It's like, like we're a world of Thanoses, but we live our lives like we're Lenny. Yeah, like, I just want to hug you and kiss you and love you and squeeze you. <laughs> I just I just like that part of just like giving like offering them food, just being nice, mm -hmm. getting to know their names, and also like if like they're being nice to us, but we're just like, oh yeah, we're also being nice unless they piss us off and then we just kill them because we're brutes. 
step on them or put a yeah. giant suitcase on top of them. Uh, the next one I, I really like. Uh, if you must anger them, carry a cage of Zarvisian Zerv- blood flies with you. For they resemble Earth mosquitoes and the <laughs> humans will avoid them. Edit. This does not always work. Have a last will and testament ready. (laughs) (laughs) Where it's just a nuisance for us. Well, the good thing about that, or the the funny thing to think about that too, is like it's scientifically proven that mosquitoes like certain blood types and stuff like that. Like A positive is the most least appealing blood to a mosquito. So I get bit significantly less than someone else that has a different kind of blood type. I didn't know that. Yeah. You're welcome. Learning shit. From Alien Talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that name again? Zarvisian. No, I meant the other one. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. <laughs> like, it's literally like... Mosquitoes. Love it. That's, That's right. Great. I love the next one. This one's also fantastic. Uh, last rule. Do not let them take you anywhere on your planet that you cannot fly a ship from. Beings who are spirited away to the human kingdom of Aria 51... Rarely return, and those that do are never quite the same. <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're probing them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, can you say the Area Fifty One thing? Area Fifty One. It's like it's like a it's like a pop singer from like it's K-pop. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Uh, well, I mean, in all technicality, if we did find a smaller life form, would we not? Toothpick? <laughs> no. But would we not? I feel like we, we would. <laughs> we would essentially, you know, test, prod, and poke. Oh, we absolutely would. Yeah, if Is we it... found someone smaller, if, uh, versus if you ran across alien. We do that with fucking, like, animals all the time. Like, why wouldn't we do that with an alien species? Yeah. At least a couple of them. Just borrow them. They won't know. Yeah, exactly. They won't return the same, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, I also picture a little little alien, like, showing up and just going, I changed my name from Xanadu to Carl. Uh, <laughs> I have a 9 to 5 job, five days a week. Uh, I have a wife and kids. Like he, like we just be, like cultured them, uh, in and putting them in a docile. And, and, and it's just him. Like he has like, oh, here's a picture of my family, and it's his wife holding a child, and he's standing on the shoulder of a human woman. Yeah, <laughs> for his family po- portrait. Really gets into the, the good spots. Was that all the rules? Yeah. Yeah, that was all the rules. Should we make up a couple? <laughs> Uh, we could try, absolutely. What's 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 something that aliens should be worried about us? Mm, I feel like something to do with pissing or shitting, defecation. Okay, you went for a poop joke. Okay, uh, I would say our our means of fun. Like entertainment wise, like football, yeah, our, like our physical contact sports, yeah, or like fuck that. If they're worried about our our own technology, think of what we do for entertainment, like 
go dragsters sh- and like going shooting. Yeah, just just set up a target and shoot at it. Like they, that's probably insane for them. Our <laughs> guns are bigger than they are. Yeah, <laughs> our small guns are bigger than they are. But between like uh, doing like karaoke. Uh, and they're just like... Well, that's not necessarily... I mean, you're kind of writing them off. I feel like they have fun. They, they just seem like... they. Except they for seem unless like, they're hearing us sing bodies by Disturbed. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> well, I'm saying, I think they It's still, their war chant. <laughs> okay, I'm saying it has to do with anything that is more of a physical aspect. Mm-hmm. Not just karaoke as a whole... I promise you they probably have karaoke to an extent. I I would say they don't have karaoke. I would say they have like songs and chanting and stuff. Like they're they like set up a fire and they're just like They have weapons. They found us before we found them. Yeah. They are more technologically advanced than we are. They have fucking karaoke. I'm sure they have karaoke. They're not only doing music around a fucking fire okay, okay, with okay. a headdress. Okay, how about this? How about this? Any aliens out there, contact us and tell us your favorite karaoke, your go-to karaoke song. Like Gage's is... Handlebars. By? Flowbots. Okay, and Brad's is... Tequila. By? I have no idea. Good job. Tequila. <laughs> Tequila. That was good. You, uh, you knew I could whistle. Um, yeah, just not in beat. I've played an instrument. Oh, that's right, because not a lot of people know. Gage used to be a band geek. Orca dork. Orca dork. Because I played the violin. That's right, because I also... I also uh... There's a fucking difference, Brad. That's... It makes me laugh every time you say that, though. That reminds me, at one point in my, in my phone contacts, I switched... Pidgeotto to Orca Dork. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And then I changed it back because Pidgeotto was better. But ah, Orca Dork is so good. Um also I had I had listened to uh Sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex mm-hmm. the other day. Again. And I can't I had forgot that I said that I should change all my handles. And it really it kind of relit that fire. That makes me want to change my handles. So you've done that now, though, right? Not yet. Okay. It'd take a lot. I'll, have to, I'll work on it. Okay. I mean, w- we're, we have to do a poll. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, all right. We're, that's going to happen. To have it be Pidgeotto Gage or... I'll fucking fight you. Oh, how about this? How about this? We'll do a poll, Sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then the other option... Brad and I will come up with without discussing it with you. <laughs> and we'll let the audience decide. You did this to yourself. Well, so all my handles on everything other than a gaming platform is just like gauge dot last name, gauge underscore, gauge dash to that extent. But all my gaming handles are uh engage like the letter in and either like an x engage or like 360 engage x or something to that degree because back in like the sixth grade we were playing halo 3 at my buddy's house alec and his older brother um we were playing halo 3 lan 
Okay. Like running an Ethernet cable from his room to his brother's room on both the Xboxes. And I fucking... This is like really the first big time that I got into, I guess, really gaming. On that degree, like I always played like more like Crash Bandicoot style yeah. games versus like first person shooters. Um, or And kind of stuff like that. So playing Halo 3 and I fucking sucked. Little do you know, Nokia... Came with a gaming console at one point in time called the Engage, um, and my buddy's older brother said, "Dude, you fucking suck at this game, like an Engage." And ever since then, my it's just stuck. My gaming it just stuck. So anything gaming related, you know, Switch, Xbox. Uh, if I had a PlayStation, PlayStation, um, everything is Engage. That's always even like. Game Center on my iPhone and stuff like it's just always been engaged. So it would take a lot for me to like change all these handles. Just just the handles though for social media. You don't need to change it for. Well, I feel like if I'm if I'm doing this, I'm going all in. Well, I hope you know, you can't have sexual Tyrannosaurus Rex that's too long. On on like an Xbox or PlayStation, it could be sexual T Rex. No, holy <clears throat> shit! Wow. <laughs> Wow. wow! Wow! I just I'm 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 just saying you. I was, That's fair. Okay. At least That's social fair. media. Um. Ah oh, man. If I change it though on social media, it's gonna be hard to unchange, or to change again. So having you guys just come up with a random one. That's a that's a big in, for me. Well. Make sure you have uh, your people like, share, and follow our our social media stuff, and convince them to choose sexual Tyrannosaurus or whatever Brad and I come up with over what Brad and I. I feel like we need a, we should have like four options. Can't do it. <laughs> can't, I I can't do it on the poll for some reason. It only allows me to do two. I guess no. We can do it on Twitter though. Uh. Maybe the list, because there's another option I, I just saw to make a list so we could. Well, you know what? Let's try it out on your <laughs> Facebook since you have less followers on your Facebook than our podcast page. <laughs> Shots <Woo>! fired. <laughs> you know what? I was going to say a while ago when you were like, it just stuck. The end gauge just stuck it stuck and i was i was thinking it's like my my nickname that people always call me uh little bitch it just sticks so anyway that does stick yeah that's why we love you yeah i was i was gonna roll right into an outro to see how yeah all right well that's gonna end <laughs> well it. are we done is there anything done? else yeah I... did you want to add another rule because we came up with rules I, we didn't, didn't really, really come up with a rule. Okay, I guess we did. You know, let let Brad outro it. This is his episode of the podcast to talk to us about stuff. Sure. So if there's other stuff you want to talk about, go ahead. This is your soapbox. Well, that's a different segment. We all know about your soapbox. <laughs> but, yeah. Your episode. <laughs> Anything else? No. No? I'm good. Okay. Uh, I have, I got a couple of questions. Uh, how long do you think it will take for us to colonize Mars? Or at least get to Mars to 
We I don't I don't necessarily know if that's gonna be our next choice because or the moon. it has to be a forced colonization. Because there's already plans uh back let's see, was it twenty twenty or twenty twenty one where their goal was to get to Did you say back and then used a future date? Yes. Well you did. <laughs> a couple of years ago they mentioned <laughs> A couple of years ago, they mentioned... Just so you know, it's not 2015. Letter Kane, no. Okay. Fucking figure, dude. Uh, I'm going to need you to take it down about uh, 20% squarely there. Um, so, long time ago, there was talks of, like, 2020, 2021 will be, like, when we start going. Yeah, okay. A long time ago. Yeah. A long time ago of all the times, by 2000. 15? 2000s. We're supposed to have flying cars and shit. Well, we're about uh, 19 years past that. We still don't have a flying car. Just about. So, um... Oh, hold on. We do have flying cars. Not on a, not in a commercial okay. industry. I was about to say. We don't have we don't pictures. have flying fucking cities. We don't we don't have all this other futuristic stuff that we're predicted to have at this point in time. We have microwaves. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> I, I just want to say a couple of things. Uh, I'm really excited to see where uh, SpaceX goes with Elon Musk heading that. I'm I am really excited to see where the Space Force goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Outro this well. <laughs> Anything else? You sure? No, I I think Elon Musk is a genius, and I'm glad. He's a rich, successful person, so he can better this world by being able to land rockets on pads. Eventually, we'll we'll get to space. We've we've been to space, Mike. Get to space. <laughs> um, what's the word he used? Commercially, I think he said. I mean, is NASA not well? I mean, we technically have. Well, so so, I watched an interview with Elon Musk, uh, and and they're talking about how uh, this guy asked uh, how these two a- astronauts basically said like we shouldn't be able to make space travel a commercial thing where like basically anyone can go. It needs to be sanctioned and organized uh, through the government, like NASA, and and Elon Musk was like. Well, I'm sorry to like that sucks that they're saying that kind of stuff because they're they're the whole reason I'm I'm doing this. I'm doing this for, you know, Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, all these guys who have and women who have been to space. I'm doing it for them. So it sucks that you know, they they don't see my dream and I hope you know, they can come visit and we can talk about it and they could see the work I've put into bettering mankind and and the future of of us as a race well unfortunately the government's always going to restrict that uh well good thing elon musk is rich and uh he doesn't abide by at least u.s government because he's from africa i think he forgot the moral of the story and (laughs) have you (laughs) gage do you like weezer yeah uh, have you listened? Fun fact: I've been to a Weezer concert <gasps> in middle school, dude. Way back in the day, dude. 
Uh, Weezer, Tenacious D, and Foo Fighters are all touring together. What's the closest city? I don't know. I need to look it up. It's probably going to be Vegas. Are we doing two Vegas trips this year? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, here's the thing. I, uh, Foo Fighters have been here. Um, but, but anyway, have you listened to their Teal album? Maybe. Uh, not it, directly in my mind, but maybe unintentionally. Like. Them doing covers of songs, and one of them was Africa. Interesting. Yeah. Full circle. Thank you for that. Um, and I can't remember. I, I want to say it was, it was the, uh, Toto, the, uh, the person who originally sang Africa did a cover of, um, uh, the sun, uh, Island in the sun. They did a cover of Weezer's Island in the sun. Hmm. I, I think that's, I think that's right. Oh, I'll have to look into it, but. But the Teal album is actually pretty good. We have, was, to, we have to see when when, or when, and where the closest city is. Because that would be a cool... Probably be tour. Nevada or New Mexico. Arizona. Well, Nevada would be another Vegas one. Or Texas. it's, it's going to be... I feel like the closest is going to be Salt Lake. South Carolina. Or Vegas. Dakota. I don't think Dakota would appreciate Oregon. a concert on this base. Washington. Rhode Island. Outro. All right. Massachusetts. Well, I think that's it for this one. Florida. Anything else to say, Gage? Mm, no, I think that's just about it. All right. Virginia. We'll see you guys later. Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Best Friends Discuss. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. I've been Mike. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, deuces. <laughs> God damn it, Brian, you're supposed to say your guys' names too.